everyone uh any any points for uh, anyone remember where that's from what, what show is that from hey 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 <laughs> lawyers certainly will <laughs> what's happening what's happening yeah yeah very good hey we're all back again uh and it's good to see all of you it really is uh all of you out there in podcast land don't know this but uh we recorded the um august show in july and then did no recording at all in august so um it's Gasp. Yeah, it's been a while since the four of us, because somebody decided they had to go to Alaska and uh, take this mind-boggling trip. Uh, yeah, real quick, in uh, four words or less, how was it? It was fine. <laughs> three. Did you hear that? She said fine. <laughs> it was three, yeah, and three words, too. We got it well, down. I, I really, um, I've been recommending to everybody. I know it's expensive, but if you can find a way to go, go. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just uh, as my brother put it, monotonous beauty everywhere you look. Monotonous just, beauty. It's like oh, there's another great scene. <laughs> oh my God! Just look at those mountains. God, how much oh, waterfalls? This is what I have to deal with? And that bald eagle flying majestically by. It's, it's, it's just, all CGI it's just too much. <laughs> look out for the moose. Well, anyway, we are back. I'm glad you had a great time. I did. And I did uh, not get eaten by a bear. Obviously, that's good. That's all three of them. One of them on the trail with me. Ooh, that would have made me very nervous. Drop the pick. I I was surprisingly not as nervous as I should be, even when I was looking up at the tree at her cub. Mm -hmm. And then I looked down and saw Mama Bear over in the stream fishing for Sam, and I looked up at the cub again and said, I'm in this path (laughs) between that cub and that bear. I think it's time to move. (laughs) I think you were very smart. Fortunately, she was more interested in the salmon than than the rest of us. Yeah. The fish will do that to people. Um, a lot of them. By the way, let's let's uh, let, uh, let me introduce ourselves. Let's introduce ourselves. Uh, we are, if this is your first time tuning in to uh, episode ten, which I have titled "We Took a Wrong Turn in Albuquerque." <laughs> um, but uh, we are four men of a certain age who were just kind of gather around on a on the porch with our favorite drinks, and we reminisce about uh, whatever topic uh, we we want to, or really mostly the ones I choose. So, um, uh, without further ado, uh, my name is uh, Brian Burchett Ross, and I am your host. And to my right is David War, and straight across is Ron Roberts. And to my left is Robert Yeoman. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm saving them up. I know. Well, okay. <laughs> 
All right. Um, How disappointing. He knew his name today. I <laughs> well, I, just, I wore the special underwear. I was just waiting for some personality to come out. But okay, okay. This is uh, it's it, early. for me. All right. <laughs> um, anyway, it really is uh, great to see you guys again um, on our final chapter of Saturday morning cartoons. Um, and we're going to be talking about Looney Tunes here in a, in a few minutes. But uh, I want to hit on something that we talked about in the last episode uh, real quick. I know. Uh, and But we finally got to see the end of it. And I know none of us were that enthused. Bob hadn't seen it yet. But we hadn't uh, weren't real enthused for the first five episodes. Episode six dropped Secret Wars. Thoughts? I didn't watch it. So that should probably tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. I think they spent the entire special effects budget uh, in that one, and uh, yeah, the, the the big Hulk arm was just a little too much for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it was. Uh, I, well, then we're not going to talk too much into it because I don't want to spoil it for Dave and uh, and that because it was so mind blowing. Um, <coughs> but I will have to say, I do will say though that when Batman showed up. That was a shock. That was a shock. And it was Michael Keaton. I know, right? So you had Who to knew? love that. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> but uh, no, it was, uh, it, it, it ended exactly how the first five went. It was kind of like there. And the ending was just, to me, kind of there. I didn't even, I'm not even sure I got a to be continued feel. I just kind of got a, okay, we're stopping now feel <laughs> so this is this is where we're turning off the the cameras um not, sorry, not sorry we're done right. we're going on strike thank you yeah see you later pretty much um so yeah i was kind of disappointed um which a little bit. did i see there's a tentative agreement oh with the writers or the actors with the actors i think oh, i did not hear that i have not heard anything could i thought be. i saw something could be yeah maybe i'm wrong I hope it. I hope so because I'm really anxious for some new Family Guy myself. But um, you know, uh, but don't worry, Mass Singer will be back here in a couple of days, so at least we have that. Um, any of you watch Archer, the new season? Oh, of yeah. Archer's oh, oh yeah, I yeah. I love Archer. Yeah, I'm sorry that this is the last season. So, mm-hmm. but you know, it was bound to happen. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. the premise this time? Just. They're just being spies. Yeah, it's, it's they're they're back, back to, to their but um, um archers out of his coma. They're back to reality. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mom's their mom reality. Is, they they acknowledge mom's passing. Well, um, they well basically she retired her. <coughs> yeah, yeah. She so, moved. So the character is still alive, but yeah, they acknowledge that. Oh. But uh, what's her name is now in charge. Yep. Um, Lana. Lana's in charge. Yeah. Well, good for her. Yeah. And yeah. then I'd, they've introduced a new female foil for Archer. Yes. Yeah. Um it's it's so far, have you seen it? I am not a fan of Archer. Oh you're not. If you'd like I can see myself out right now. I no, I'm actually more curious why you're not a fan. It of just Archer. it's never I've never, never caught on to it. No? it. It took me a while. I, I shouldn't say that. It didn't take me a while, it took me a while to discover it. Gotcha. Mm. And then once I did it's like, okay, cool. And yeah. it's great for streaming because you can Yeah, just shoot right through. Shoot right through. Them. Um Bob's Burger, do you like that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same yeah. voice. Yeah. 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 Now that's what I had a harder time with Archer was because I was already into Bob's Burger. No, actually, it was the other way around. I think oh. Archer came out first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so then when he was like Bob's Burger, I'm like, no, you're Archer. But no. but he finally, I think there's a moment when when his personalities he's he's able to do the two different. Yeah. So 
Anyway, but I, I'm more of a what we did in the shadows. I am. Ju- have you? Have either of you seen that? I've started what? what we do in the shadows. What we do in what we do in shadows. Yeah. yeah. I just. I'm about uh, through season three of that. He the, is brilliant. They whoever wrote that. It was originally done in Australia. Mm-hmm. The movie. Yeah, the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. apparently he's better with vampires than he is with Gods of Thunder. Really? Same director. Oh, from uh, seriously uh, from Thunderstrike or uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Love, Love and Thunder. Thunder, Love and Thunder, uh, the best. I, I, can, I cannot say his name, and yeah. I should be able to do that. Takai. Oh my! No, I, no, no. <laughs> I, I can't remember his name, but it's it's uh, yeah. It took me a while to get into that show. Actually, the first season I stopped, and went, after the first season, I went. I don't think I'll get back to that, and then I kind of did and now by season three because i love uh the hand the guillermo guillermo <laughs> he's worth watching gizmo oh. <laughs> guillermo the, is the, the, guillermo, the vampire hunter that he didn't know he was a vampire yes yeah. he doesn't realize that he has the yeah wait man. till season four. Oh, really mm. yeah, i'm pretty sure that's the one that's just came out oh all right so you said three right yeah i'm in the middle of three okay Changing the subject for a second, I have to tell you, first of all, all of you out there, um, Popped Culture now has a Facebook page. Yay. You can look for us. Um, just like all the rest of the old folks. Yeah. All us old this. folks are still on Facebook. Um, but we do have a Facebook page, and uh, we, I actually put stuff on there once in a while. Can I link that to my to my MySpace? <laughs> Well, Oddly enough, you probably can. Yeah, I was possibly. Um, and I also got uh, to talk to a listener. We actually have a listener that I spoke to. They let them come out on Tuesdays to get the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she uh, very much likes the show. Uh, she does feel that Ron needs to talk more. And that was it for Ron today. And uh, a new bit is, you know, as if he could get a word in edgewise. <laughs> um, and she loves the quizzes. She she finds the quizzes to be the quizzes the are fun. fun. They are they? fun. I do I do like them. And today's an algebra quiz, so it's oh, especially God. good. <laughs> Goody. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so anyway, I just want to let you all know that uh, we do have listeners and. Um, uh, and she does, and, but I will also say that her favorite episode. You use the plural. Oh, that she? No, she's listeners. Oh, listeners. She, <laughs> we have she, a listener. She has a listener. Now we we have more than that. I would hope. We but, have seven. But we now but, have evidence of one. We have evidence of one. I will say so far, she said her favorite episode was the very special episode. Um, so I'm sorry, you Dave. You know why? It's because I talked in that episode. You did talk in that yeah. episode. Yeah. You did. You, you did. did. Now, in full disclosure out there, because we all believe in this room, uh, total transparency. Um, what? <laughs> uh, the the person in, that I'm talking about is my aunt. So, oh, um, so that makes so that makes sense. That relatives count. Yes, relatives do count. Absolutely. Ohana means family, and nobody gets left behind. That's true. That is true. I've is heard that, that somewhere. Lilo and Stitch, Brian. Lilo and Stitch. Never saw it. What? I never saw Lilo. I'm not a Disney fan. You would love Lilo you and would. Stitch. Yeah, really? It's right up your alley. Yeah. Really? It's got Elvis and everything. They drink bourbon? They might. They imply. Okay. 
I'm impressed if already. You ever see the interviews with the creators? There are drinks, sir. They're definitely drinks. They're, they're drinkers, huh? Okay. The people who made it, they definitely had a flask by their side. <laughs> okay. I'll go with that. I like the ray guns. Mm. Yeah, now I gotta very, watch it. Very creative. You're talking me into a Disney. Hey, speaking of Disney, let's talk Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, what? There's a reason I said that. I prefer Mary Mel- Melodies, but whatever. Well, yeah, there there is that. Well, and donation uh, all the way. That is a Looney Tune, Ron. Yeah, that's a very. Uh, which, by the way, <laughs> give you a little bit of history before we start uh, start this. Ah. <laughs> um, they were started for being produced Warner Brothers in 1930 um, by uh, Leon Schlesinger. I'm not saying the name again. He subcontracted the work to animators Hugh Harmon and Rudolf Eisling, who were uh, using then the uh, novel in- innovation of synchronized sound to create animated talkies. Their first creation uh, was a... Um, short called Sinking in the Bathtub featuring Bosco, which was a wide-eyed character that bore an uncanny resemblance to Felix the Cat. Copyright. Mm. Well, that's what it says right here, and I got it off of something. Yeah. That, that's a no? kind way to put it. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. All right. Um, and it, and they uh, did come up. That was when they did the uh, Looney Tunes trademark. That's all, folks. Um wasn't spoken the first time by by uh, Porky Pig. It was uh, Bosco, which I found interesting. Um, Warner Brothers ordered more of the shorts, and the Harmon Ising Studio added a second series of animated films under the banner of Merry Melodies. Merry Med- Melodies, both both in response to Disney's silly symphonies. Yep. Initially, Looney Tunes was more story driven. And Merry Melodies remained a vehicle for Warner Brothers musical properties. Uh, But over time, the two names became virtually interchangeable. Uh, Then Harmon and Eisling left Warner Brothers in 1933. They left behind a staff of uh, directors and animators, storymen, which were called the Termite Terrace. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, they uh, ended up. Uh, how's the animation division? Uh, the, and there was Tex Avery, Bob Clampett, Fritz Freeling, Chuck Jones, and Robert McKimson. Uh, and then they added this little-known guy who I don't think he ever really caught on, uh, a voice guy named Mel Blank. Oh, the voice of Barney Rubble. I have, yeah, I think I heard of him. Yeah, yeah, he's just, he's kind of. I, I think he's done some other characters, but that's just, one I remember. He is a god. <laughs> Ye shall be struck down by making this ludicrous display about Mel Blanc. Blanc. He's. Oh, I didn't know he was French. Oh, makes sense. Well, it's either I had pastrami this morning. <laughs> okay, um, but he. Uh, uh, but yeah, then the male blank came on, and of course it took off with Porky Pig and Daffy Duck and uh, that wascally wabbit, Bugs Bunny. Then uh, in the 1950s, the uh, Warner Brothers Animation Studio, most notably in films directed by Jones, returned to the original Looney Tunes, Mary Medley's model of making music a fixture of the storyline. Um, and they produced stuff like The Rabbit of Seville. Loved Rabbit of Seville. Uh, reworked... Um, Gio Chino Rosini's comic opera One Froggy Evening. I know I butchered that name, but that's okay. You said froggy, right? (laughs) 
Oh, that was I'll a sneaky one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I like that. Uh, they did the, uh, you know, uh, what's what's opera doc. Uh, they did the Richard Wagner ring cycle. They did a, you know, that was the where they came out with the kill the wabbit. Um, and then uh, eventually that uh, turned into uh, was given to the Library of Congress's National Film Registry in 1992. And then by the time they released the Academy Award nominated High Note in 1960, the era of theatrical animated shorts was drawing to a close. Warner Brothers then shuttered the termite terraces in 1963, but the Looney Tunes brand remained a profitable one. They then er took those original shorts, repackaged packaged them under a variety of names, and became a staple of our Saturday mornings as we grew up in various forms. Yeah, minus explosions and some other issues that well, they had, had to do those. with racial stereotypes. Well, yeah, that they got rid of, I think, quicker, but they still had... I grew up with the uh, watching apparently there were some suicidal kind of jokes that got left yes. out right from the beginning really yes. yeah oh, we, we've yeah. we in this room have probably never seen an unedited looney tune actually uh. yes we have we have we have eastern Un michigan university oh okay i was a projection i was a projectionist mm -hmm. and they had the band 11 11 cartoons by from Warner Brothers like that were pulled. Like Cold Black and the Seven Dwarfs? Yes. And uh, there's 11 of them. Seven. S-E-B-B-I-N. Mm -hmm. Ouch. But there were 11. Ooh. E-L-E-B-E-N. Well, in, in Bosco, when you said Felix the Gas, if you look at it, it's a caricature. It's a racial stereotype. He yeah. was a little black boy. Wow. Um, so and, and they may know, they're to the point from my research, because I had to look up some stuff too to be able to talk intelligently, I thought. Um, <laughs> we probably did more there than was some, I did. Some cartoon where he, he was shown with a gorilla, between a gorilla and a chimpanzee, and all three of their faces looked pretty much the same. I did remember seeing a picture of that. Yeah. yeah. And then, and you left out Buddy, by the way. Yeah. The white boy counterpart who was oh, yes. once hailed as the worst character in animation. Yes. I thought he was supposed <laughs> to be a foil for Betty Boop. No, so Betty Boop, Betty Boop was not Warner. Okay, did did you uh, did you three uh, watch the uh, thing I sent you the YouTube thing about the the ten worst characters of? Uh, I did not. Yeah, I don't recall that. It was yeah. I sent it through our message group. I'm um, sure you did. I yeah, just... but it was it was interesting that um, on that list was uh, Porky Pig, really, and Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. Now, Peppy doesn't surprise me as much. Porcupine, porky Pig because of the stutter? The stutter. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Peppy Le Pew because, it's you know, obviously. Narcissist. He's a, yeah, well, not only a narcissist, but, you know. It doesn't change. He he doesn't know boundaries. Obviously. It's, yeah. Inter, yeah. Interspecies relations. It's just, it's kind of out there. I think that opens up a whole nother <laughs> podcast. Bottle. Yeah, because you can't. And we're Join us for section right now, but B. I think when you try to put today's values on things that were 60 50 60 years ago mm -hmm. well and apparently even with the racial stereotypes that um were surprisingly uh, warner had several of them apparently in the early days um but they the in their collections and i think disney does this today too they'll put they put a disclaimer right in front said hey mm -hmm. these are all products of their time and yes. like it will be goldberg they even had said you know, we can't ignore it because the stereotypes are there. We don't want to pretend that it didn't exist. Right. But it was wrong then. It's wrong now. But here it is. Yeah. Here's what it yeah. is. And, and to me, that's the way to go. It's Absolutely. Like, look, yeah. You're going to see things that aren't right. <clears throat> but, yeah. but this is a product of its time. Dr. Seuss uh, did the same thing with several books. 
that they uh, got rid of because they stopped producing, which I didn't like that idea. Um, like you said, it should be, this is what was part of our history, and that's the way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, hey, let's get on to, because uh, I'm really curious, our uh, questions of the day, the getting to know you questions. Tommy Newsom, hit the music. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. All right. Thank you, Tommy. Nobody can do a PMSMO like that, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So um, first, first time around, I'm curious to know your three favorite Looney Tunes characters. Let's start with Bob. Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. Porky Pig. All right, right down the middle. Ron. Okay, so I, I kept those guys out. And I you know started to look at some stuff, and it changed as I got older, because as a kid I didn't really care for these characters, but now that I watch, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> in no particular order, you've got Elmer Fudd. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. Mm-hmm. Yosemite Sam. Say your prayers, varmint. Mm-hmm. And Foghorn Leghorn. What's the big? I say, what's the big idea? Don't stand there gawking, son. Speak up. I say, I say. I tell you, and it just—those are your three. Yeah, those are my three. They're excellent three. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, to me, there's very few that 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 um, I wouldn't put on there. But um, that's interesting. All right, uh, over to you, Dave. Well, um, you already took. We already talked about Bosco and and Buddy. And uh, there was a cat that also was hanging out with him that has been long forgotten. And I was trying to look here real quick to figure out the cat's name, and I can't remember it. The Abbott um, and Costello cat? No, it, it, yeah, I, I don't know if that's... I think the cat preceded uh, Evan and Costello. Um, gosh, why can't I find it now? Beans the cat. His name was Beans the cat. Uh, long forgotten and rightfully so. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then my next clever one was going to be, well, I didn't like Bugs Bunny so much, but I liked the wild hair that was prototype for Bugs oh, Bunny. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but no, I, I'll have to go along with uh, with uh, with uh, probably everybody else in the room. Um, I'm going to say the abominable snowman. Oh, just yes. Just because, you know, yep. Bunny, I look, pet him, hug him, love him like George. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Elmer Fudd. It'll be a pleasure, believe me. <laughs> always have i have once wanted to own a mansion in a yacht myself <laughs> um, i'm a millionaire i own a mansion in a yacht mm-hmm. and um and, you know I, I i i'll say bugs what's up jack um probably though early bugs not later bugs okay because bugs kind of went through the same metamorphosis that happened with mickey mouse that once he became kind of this icon he suddenly went from being the crazy rabbit to the straight guy. And I shouldn't say suddenly, but probably in the 50s or so, whenever he appeared, for example, with Daffy, he played more or less the straight guy. Yeah. It, was, it became more of that Martin Lewis relationship versus you know, Bugs wasn't really free to be Bugs. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to take that back. Um, and Bugs has his own place in history, but Wiley Coyote. You have to love Wiley. We'll get to that. Whether he's talking or not. You've got to love Wally. 
when he he that that coyote single handedly kept Acme in business. <laughs> he, that he did. <laughs> that he job did. On the economy. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Acme wouldn't be what it is today without him. Um, my but, but three. Let's let's start a petition. Beans the cat. Let's bring him back. Let's bring back beans. <laughs> beans the cat. Let's put him and Sylvester in a match fight to the happens. death and see what happens. Oh Lordy! Cage fight is that thing? Cage fight. Call it cage fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, maybe not to the death, but my three are um, number three, witch hazel. Notice how I ride side saddle. It proves I'm a lady of quality. <laughs> I loved Witch Hazel. I'm going to burn all your ugly secrets out of you. (laughs) Number two, um, Marvin the Martian. Mm -hmm. You have made me very angry. Very angry indeed. Oh, no. I know. I get rid of the planets in my way. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then uh, my number one is Bugs. I knew I should have taken that left point of Albuquerque. Uh, Because I, to me... Much like Mickey Mouse is uh, representative of of you know the Disney, I think Bugs it truly ended up being the uh, representative of Looney Tunes. Yeah. And uh, I I don't mind I didn't mind him as a straight man. I think it to, to me it all depends on on uh, I think there were a lot written like you said with Daffy Daffy and all the others where he does end up being the straight man. But then there are moments with uh, when he does the stuff with Elmer Fudd. Um, where he's still uh, the wacky guy who's just there to yeah, and, and just them. just taking a look at his uh, at the cartoons with him. I think Elmer was probably obviously the obvious foil in, in almost all. I mean, most of the cartoons with him, though. You know, Seventy Sam and stuff po- came in long later. Right. Um, but yeah, towards the end, he, he became kind of the straight guy. But I, I think that was because he became the corporate symbol. Yeah. And that's what they had said over at Disney. It's like, well, you can't have Mickey doing all this wild stuff because he represents the company. Right. And now he doesn't do anything. Well, I mean, no. We have we have the new cartoons out, but they're not interesting. No, I was going to say, I was going to go the opposite. Now they've actually decided to free Mickey back up with the new cartoons. Really? It's, it's more like the early Mickey. Um, I still and, like the rubber band blocking the use well that's that's an artistic choice artistic choice but with bugs in the current stuff it's it's mostly if you look at the space jams for example <sighs> he's just i know but he's still just kind of there it's yeah. he's he's coordinating some of the action and stuff but he's not involved in it so to speak hmm. all right second question give me one of your favorite pieces from from looney tunes just one that one cartoon that you'd look back on and go, that's what made me laugh the hardest, or that's what I, that's the one I, I like the most. And we'll start the other way around. We'll start with you this time, Dave. Well, the first image that always comes to mind, frankly, is from What's Opera Doc, um, which I believe is, is that Indian image of Elmer holding the dead body of Bugs, um, <laughs> which, which is kind of repeated so often in comic books and stuff and other things. <laughs> yeah, it is. As a hero holding the, you know, that, that operat- operatic moment. Mm-hmm. Um, which doesn't really say Looney Tunes, but but it it shows kind of the artistic breadth of what they were doing. Yeah. How about you, Ron? So, one of my favorites. It's called One Meat Brawl, is what it is, and it's a it's a Porky Pig short. Oh, okay. Where it's Grover the Groundhog. It's Groundhog Day. Okay. And he decides his big song and dance number about the groundhog shadow and whatnot, and then he goes out and 
instead of them seeing the shadow, it's not reporters, it's all hunters. Mm-hmm. They're trying to kill them, they want to get a groundhog. Mm-hmm. So Porky's got his, his uh, pet dog, Mandrake, mm-hmm. and they're on hilarity and hijinks ensue, <laughs> including every time that uh, they actually catch the, the groundhog, he tries to, to make them feel sorry for him. So he makes, you know, he makes the dog cry, he makes Porky cry, because he's got 72 children, and he's got no polo ponies, and his wife has no nylons. I mean, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it was just funny to me. That's cool. Okay. I, and I do not remember that one at all. Uh, Bob? Nighty Night Bugs. It's set in, I guess you'd say Sherwood Forest. Mm. It's a takeoff on Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. But... It has the sheriff of Nominehood building a house on top of Bugs' territory. Mm-hmm. Hilarity ensues, mm-hmm. especially the one bit with um, the sheriff of Nottingham and Bugs Bunny. It sells him the king's land. Just walk by, saying, "Well, this is the royal land. You can't build a house here." Well. Are you saying this land is better than that land? Yes, I am, because it's royal. Royal. Oh, I don't know. I had a couple up here this afternoon taking a look at it, and they're very, uh, you know, <laughs> eager for this, eager for this plot of land. But if you sign it with it, go through, and one of the throwaway lines Bugs has in it, you're not a veteran, are you? Okay, that'll make it a lot easier. <laughs> Because the, the the Veterans Act, right. the money can go to a house or education. <laughs> right, I do. I do remember that 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 one. And That's then with one. the sheriff and finally realizing what he's done, just slams his head with his own hammer, going, "I goofed! I goofed! I goofed! I goofed!" <laughs> Isn't that the same one that they did the that little bit where Friar Tuck spins the spins his staff? Yeah, and then, and then no, that's that's Daffy Duck. Was oh, that Daffy mm-hmm. Duck? Okay. Daffy Duck and Porky Pig. Okay, that's a different one then. But but yeah, then somebody just puts like a little bit of a toothpick in there and stops it and then spins. Cool. Yeah, yep. yeah, love that, love that bit. Uh, mine would probably be Bugs directing the um, London Philharmonica. Uh, Harmonica. Philharmonic. Um, Philharmonica. Leopold. Yeah, Leopold. Leopold. That's Leopold. it. Leopold. 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 <laughs> yes, I love that bit. Love it, love it, love it. Um, I don't know why, but I, that's the first one. It's Although I do think it's brilliant timing. And then of course, brilliant. Takes, and then he takes the break and runs out to get the headphones or the, the plugs. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he leaves the glove mm-hmm. dangling there and then runs out. And um, you mentioned Wiley Coyote. I Ron and I were talking about this before we started. Before you two came in. Is it true that Google actually took over the name Acme? I don't know. No. No? I think Acme is just a word, and it's hard to defend one way or another. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I, I will say, to me, the Roadrunner Wiley Coyote stuff was, to me, the the least exciting. Well, see, because you probably focused too much on the Roadrunner. The Roadrunner didn't count, didn't matter. Is, yeah. is Wiley, Wiley was all the action. And the Roadrunner was just the MacGuffin. Well, yeah. Yeah. But to me, it is, it's and I and I will be. I can say that I think if we really look at everything, a lot of this stuff is very repetitive. The storylines are extremely repetitive. But 
to me, Coyote and and uh, the Roadrunner was too repetitive. You knew where it was. You knew from the beginning where that was going. It's a great joke because everybody knows it's a joke, and you're waiting for the joke to hit. Except for poor Wiley, who super, never super genius. Well, he should have filled out the application for Google Acme when it first came out. And he would have had a $500 gift certificate. But I'm just sitting here, and I'm on my front porch. But, but Wiley you know, represents man's eternal struggle to find a place in this world. Just Where the to, to conquer over nature and, and to, to really move forward and always being thwarted. If he would just take how much he spent on one month of acne products and went to the grocery store, See, he's, he'd be fine. That's, that's, but that's what he's representing. He's looking for technology to solve his problems when the reality is the solving of the problems has to come from within. Just make sure you got a good can opener. Lord have mercy. I did. Roadrunner understands the emptiness of existence, which is why he can go through the tunnel and Wiley can't. This is why you don't have people who've been in college. They know all these fancy words. I don't know why you didn't become an attorney, Dave. I really... <laughs> That's amazing. And, and other stray thoughts. I, I decided I should have said Pete the Puma. Puma. I know you. Oh, the good guy. He was only like in two episodes, but I remember Pete. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Yeah. You would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that noise but, but I think that was the genius of, of they stole of the, the combined genius of the the animators at the uh, uh, at Termite Terrace is they could come up with these one off characters that you remembered forever. Mm-hmm. But also they stole common stuff. With Pete Puma, his voice came from a character called the Crazy Guggenheim. Mm. Who was a comedian back in the 30s and the 40s, mm-hmm. and that's where his his that sound came from, you know, on, on his radio work. I did not know that. And the same thing with the um, oh, he was always the, the great, head of the great great Gilder Gilderstern was the one with yes or whatever that yeah. Called. that yeah. So, well, but yeah. they basically lifted stuff. I mean, the oh. whole thing of the Flintstones is mm-hmm. Ralph and... Yeah, the, the, the honeymooners. honeymooners. Yeah, honeymooners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that's why, because I'll be honest with you, I prefer, I would prefer always to sit down. I can watch over and over Looney Tunes way more than I can any Walt Disney short uh I find Looney Tunes way more entertaining. But I do think, as as Bob was pointing out here, because Looney Tunes comes through Warner Brothers, they were able to utilize a lot more of real-life stuff. Um, there are so many of those old cartoons. In fact, I was watching one the other day where Bugs was up for an Oscar, and he lost to James Cagney. And you see James Cagney get the Oscar. And you saw a lot of these old celebrities interact with, uh, or just with each other. There was a lot of that. And I think, obviously, it was because Warner Brothers owned them. 
Yeah. But, you know. Well, and, and obviously <laughs> we're doing that because, as you said, you know, Looney Tunes and Mary Mel- Melody started because they wanted to promote songs that Warner owned as well. Exactly. Um, uh, but but Disney, I think, had done some of the same things with the celebrity cameos and stuff. That, that seemed to be a common trope. Mm-hmm. I don't know now when you start looking at the other studios. Um, for example, you know, MGM with Tom and Jerry. Um, <laughs> Universal with Woody Woodpecker. They all had their headliners for the cartoons, but there's no doubting that Looney Tunes, for a period in, what, the late 50s, early 60s, mm-hmm. or before, like, say, the heyday of Animation stopped, they reached their peak, and they were the most popular shorts in the theaters before shorts stopped. Yeah. Um, what, I, what I found interesting is kind of looking at history, because, you know, it's hard to talk about Warner without talking about Disney, for some reason. <laughs> um and well probably because again they were the the whole reason they started cartoons is because disney was getting so popular with his sure um the <coughs> bug you know they stopped doing new looney tunes essentially in the 60s mm-hmm. mickey mouse had stopped seven or eight years earlier mm-hmm. but mickey's kind of made this resurgence and they haven't really caught up They've, they still use bugs in the gang every now and then, but they haven't really found that kind of vehicle. Mm. So they, they made deals with Spielberg, or Spielberg approached them. Well, however that worked, they got the Tiny Toons, which is kind of the next generation, your Animaniacs and stuff. So Warner's still pushing stuff out, <coughs> but I think they're having trouble right now figuring out where to put these classic characters. Um, I know there was at least one movie that they did not produce um, in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but but there's you know but I think they're still trying to figure that out. Space you know, remaking Space Jam for God's sake, why? Wow, they need to sell sneakers. Yeah, but Looney Tunes back in action. I thought they were trying to figure something out, but I think they they seem to want to bring back everybody as a group. And it's like just make a good Bugs Bunny cartoon again. Well, I think you got it right there. Is because they wanted to make sure they get every single possibility into the project. Because then they'll have that when somebody wants, I don't know, pajamas or right. long sleeve t shirt. Well, and they've Frank- got all their bases covered, so no one can all of a sudden go. That's not space ghost. It's it's pale face guy. Right. Well, and and so I find it ironic. Like um, Warner Brother Discovery pulled like three quarters of the Looney Tunes that they have available from Max. Oh yeah. They're withholding it from themselves yeah. because they have this idea if we give you less, it'll somehow be more and we can charge you more. Yeah. And all the streaming services do it for some reason, whereas like, you know, I've got Disney Plus and i got Max and that because I want to see everything you got. That's Give me all the choices. Right. Um, but that's another issue. Don't you think Looney Tunes also is just basically the polar opposite of what did? They went in the opposite direction, whereas Disney has this more family-oriented, you know... Well... I was thinking about that because I'm not sure that's 100% true either. Mm-hmm. One we can't understand because, again, the age, this golden age of animation stopped before we started. Mm. You know, even, before, even before I was around, <laughs> um, they had stopped doing shorts. Mm-hmm. The, the most latest shorts, frankly, have come from Pixar. Mm-hmm. And uh, Disney occasionally throws one or two Frozen clips in before an animated movie. Um, but, you know, it used to be you go to a movie, you saw a short. Mm-hmm. Um, they did during the Pixar era, and so the, the rabbit. But people were choosing what movie they were going to see, based almost on the short, whether it was Mickey Mouse, whether it was uh, Bugs Bunny. Um, so they were part of the selling point. Um, 
but I, I if you look at the earlier Disney stuff, you know, Mickey stuff, Mickey kind of just became this a background character, mm-hmm. but Donald Duck wasn't. Yeah. He could get into all sorts of trouble, and that's uh, Donald. Goofy's things were immensely popular, but they weren't as violent. Well, there, there, there was. I will say there was a lot less explosives, a uh, <laughs> lot, a lot fewer <laughs> sticks of dynamite in the Disney and anvils. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and like I say, and I'm just not a good student. I bet of, they were all Acme anvils. <laughs> well, of course. I, yeah, I'm not a good student of watching both of them side yeah. by side to do some sort of comparison. I wonder to you if it's not because Walt always had an. I don't want to say ulterior motive, but he had other visions mm-hmm. than just being a cartoon or, or a studio a movie studio i agree so i think Agreed. that that also changed some of their ideas whereas with warner brothers it was just about getting people into the movie theaters yeah. and get you know getting those things in front of them so they could be make them as cheap as possible right and, and they could out. be a little bit more open with what they wanted plus walt was on broadcast television mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't recall the warner brothers ever having anything mm-hmm. so i think there's a lot of mm-hmm. lot of they things had, that and that may be walt was always looking ahead to yes. the next thing yep. mm-hmm. um because you know they yeah the disney he got into TV pretty early. Warner wow. Brothers had the back lots and stuff, so there was a lot of. They were the ones that were producing for television westerns. Yeah, mm. that's, and that's used to be what they lot. did. Yep. Yeah. Um, but also, I think too, you hit on something too. The Disney Studios, their focus was their full-length animation. Mm-hmm. No, no other, no one else in town was doing full-length animated features. Yeah. Now it seems like everybody is. Right. Because I, I think somehow computers must have made it easier. Um, and they're going to be writing but, everything and performing everything. Yeah, but but the, you know, so I think, yeah, their focus was, you know, we can't be doing the shorts because we got Cinderella to come out. Yeah. yeah. Was Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Was that Warner Brothers? It was Disney. Disney actually did that? Okay. They, they had a, a deal. They worked with Warner, of course, to get the Warner characters in there. Sure. And that's the only time even to date where both Disney and Warner characters beard together. Great movie. Yeah, I want to even say there was an agreement where Bugs and Mickey had to have the same amount of screen time. Yep. And they were... Really? That's why they were shown exactly yes. at the same time. Yep. But oh, that's they when they were falling in the... But yeah. they did take the model sheet for Bugs Bunny to the old Bugs Bunny back from the 30s. Did they? And... I, I, I looked at that and I thought they did the same thing with Mick. They were taking they it from the, the time period yeah. that Roger Rabbit was set in. Huh. But but that's interesting too. If we want to talk about the old style for Bugs. Bugs, what I find kind of interesting is Bugs did not appear whole cloth. You know, when Mickey Mouse hit the scene, that was Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Walt, Walt had, I mean, he changed over the years, looks and everything, but essentially here's this full character we're calling him Mickey Mouse. Go, you can make the argument he came out of Oswald the Rabbit which he lost the rights to, and they finally got back in the early 2000s. Um, but Bugs, they had this other character that they were trying to figure out, okay, we like this idea of a rabbit, and what can we do with that? So there were two or three Bugs-like rabbits before they finally said, this is Bugs Bunny. You know, he was developed over two or three different um, shorts, and I thought that I think that's interesting, because hmm. Porky Pig didn't happen that way. Um, Elmer Fudd didn't happen that way. Daffy Duck didn't happen that way. And all three of them precede Bugs. Bugs, yeah. Now, something, speaking of Porky, and uh, going back to uh, the video that I sent that nobody watched. Um, <laughs> Maybe because someone's already seen it. Had you already seen it? Oh, okay. All it's right. It's part of a two and a half hour 
Oh, okay. Because yeah, this is this about is somebody's graduate project. Oh, okay. I did watch the Star Trek one. <laughs> well, that was nice. <laughs> that was great. Um, but uh, the gentleman who did the voice of Porky Pig actually was a stutterer. Oh, I didn't know that. And it was one of the reasons why they the, in this thing of the ten worst characters they say the problem is when you once you know that this guy was actually having a hard time getting all these lines out it doesn't make it funny anymore it makes it rather painful cruel right because they were using a stutterer when they they were making fun of him today but but he became a star today it would be well why shouldn't someone with a stutter play porky pig that's what it would be today yeah, you know, so yeah, I know it's, it's a full circle. Yeah, it, it, it's a, yeah you're, right. Right. you're right. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. And, and apparently, even Bosco, who was talking about, you know, was drawn stereotypically. He did not act stereo. From what I've read, he did not act stereotypically, and he was clever. He was bright. He, he, you know, he was clearly the hero. Mm-hmm. So they had an opportunity here to break stereotypes, but unfortunately, because of the way they chose to draw him, yeah, yeah. It, it, just, it didn't take in that way. Whereas yeah. is this buddy character who apparently I think made an imp- uh, uh, appearance in Animaniacs. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I got I now. I got to go back and look at the '96 Animaniacs. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, because allegedly the Warner Brothers and Sister Dot were created to put life into the Buddy cartoons, oh, so they made fun of it even then. So it's like probably when I first watched that, it was like, okay, I thought he was made up. But it's like, well, they're all made up, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was what part of the fiction of the Warner Brothers. But no, it's like they're slapping the Warner Brothers into a real character that they had produced oh well that's interesting and you know i want to say because we um, we're running out of time um but uh and we didn't get to it but i will have to say the animaniacs was probably the the best second coming of looney tunes i mean it was when they brought in the concept of of those three and i absolutely absolutely love pinky in the brain that was mm-hmm. that'll always be one of my all-time favorites and uh i can't see and i can't even think i know there was a chicken i know there was some other ones but to boo. me what it, boo 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 which is my nickname oddly and i've laid some eggs too um the uh but pinky in the brain and and uh, those three i just have always thought was a, a great spielberg did an excellent job by um yeah, and it's just, it's even a shame because when they did the revival on Hulu of uh, Pinking or Animaniacs, two seasons I believe, um, they left out almost everyone except the Warner Brothers and Pinky and the Brain, and it's like, oh, you know, I want some more Slappy Squirrel. Squirrel. I oh, mean, Slappy Squirrel. That was the other. I knew there was comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> comedy. <laughs> you know, but there there was a, they when they do make some appearances, but it's like you know they mm-hmm. they had so many again in the spirit of the original. Mm-hmm. They had so many characters. Yeah. Tiny Toons. I was never quite a fan of, but I, I was the wrong demographic. I think they I ran into problems with. Uh, I didn't care for Muppet Babies either. Oh yeah. Uh, no. Babs and Buster Bunny. No relation. <laughs> Lola Bunny. Apparently was created for Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought there was a female version of Bugs or a girlfriend for Bugs back in the original days, but I cannot for the life of me remember her name and did she exist or was it just Bugs and Drag? You want to do a quiz? Oh, it's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Was it Babs Bunny? I, do, I, do, I You know Babs what? Babs Bunny I, is... Well, Babs is... Looney Tunes. Uh, no, Tiny actually. Tunes, right? Tiny, 
Buster and ba- Babs and Buster Bunny. Actually, it isn't. I don't. I don't know. Lola was in space. Was Space Jam? Yes, but I thought there was a. a you I, know, in, real quick on Lola, there is an entire subset of people out there that are like obsessed with her. Really, to the That's point like where a, there's fan fiction and artwork. I don't think I need to hear anything. No, that. you don't. <laughs> I mean, it is bizarre. And when Space Jam Two came out and they redid her, holy mackerel! Really? You would have thought that somebody slapped somebody's mama. I mean, just the (laughs) outrage on the internet was just ridiculous. I remember something about the satin panties. Oh, dear. I mean, not... They were her basketball shorts. Right, right. They were screaming, they're just... Just panties. Panties. And that's disgusting to give to a five-year-old kid. Like, well... Yeah, let's do that. That's just right. a quiz. I, I, honest to God, I always thought Lola was a showgirl. Um, all right. Whatever Lola dun, wants. Dun, dun. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, you want to do a quiz? Yeah. Sure. I <clears throat> I have to tell you that um, I thought some of these were hard, and then I tested we, it on my husband. We didn't talk about all the cereals that the Looney Tune characters <laughs> have appeared on. Better yet. I really, really, I have been watching very carefully, and that word hadn't popped up at all. And I thought, <laughs> we're going to get through an episode without that bloody word. But we didn't. Thank, thanks, Dave. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. So, uh, yeah, I let my husband, I tested it out on him, and he got more right than I thought. So mm. maybe this isn't as hard as I thought. I probably. I know. But he doesn't listen to these. So low, low. Okay. <laughs> anyway, number one. And we're gonna start with we're gonna start right in the middle with Ron. I don't even know what the question is. I know. Number one, where was Bugs Bunny born? A. Las Vegas, Nevada. B. Brooklyn, New York. C. Albuquerque, New Mexico. B. Brooklyn, New York. What do you say? So this is within continuity of the yes. cartoons. Um, you said Las Vegas. Las Vegas, Brooklyn, New York, Albuquerque, New I'm Mexico. I say Brooklyn. Okay. Brooklyn with that accent. Yep, yep. He's from Brooklyn, New York. Bugs. Yep. Number two, what car commercial? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Number two, what car commercial starred Speedy Gonzalez? Was it A. Volkswagen, B. Ford, or C. Audi? Let's start with Dave. Volkswagen, Ford, or Audi? I'm going to say Volkswagen. Bob. See, I thought we were going to go with the Roadrunner. No, we went with Speedy Gonzalez. Curse you. Volkswagen, Ford, or Audi? I'm going to go with uh, Speedy. Okay. I mean, isn't that... No, what what car commercial starred... What car commercial starred Speedy Gonzalez? A, the Volkswagen, the B, the Ford. Ford. Ford? Volkswagen. You two said Volkswagen. You said Ford. It was Volkswagen. Let me turn. Three. What does the E in Wild E Coyote stand for? A. Edward. B. Ethelbert. Or C. Egon. Start with Bob. Edward. Ethelbert. Egon. Oh my God! My compliments to you, sir. Egon. Okay. Edward. Ethelbert. Ethelbert. Yep. What is the name of the female cat Pepe Le Pew chases? A. 
Petunia, mm-hmm. B, Priscilla, C, Penelope. We're going to start with Ron. Petunia, Priscilla, or Penelope? I'm going to go with Penelope. Okay. Dave. I'll take Priscilla. All right. Petunia. Oh, you all grabbed a different one? Penelope. That's right. That's yep. Right. What I'm is... trying to see the, the, the bed. I thought it was beefy. What, mm, what is the name of Marvin the Martian's dog? Is it A, Comet, B, Starburst, or C, Captain K-9? Start with Dave. K-9. Bob. The first one. Uh, Comet? All right. I'm going to go with Captain K-9. You two got it. Captain K-9. I am getting slaughtered. That's a Martian name in K-9. No, number six. It sounds spacey. It's, it does sound spacey. That's Doctor Who what, for it, crying out loud. Yeah. What is the name of Porky Pig's girlfriend? Is it This one I know. A, Prissy, B, Petunia, or C, Paulina? And we're going to start. Who did we start with last time? I started with you. So it's Petunia. Picnic ham. <laughs> <laughs> At least he didn't say honey baked. <laughs> that we going to Scooby Doo. Yeah. Prissy Petunia or Petunia. Hold on. Okay. Petunia. Yeah. All right. Number seven. Who were the Warner kids loosely patterned after? A, the Marx Brothers, B, the Creator's Three Sons, or C, the Three Stooges. We're going to start with Bob. Marx Brothers. Ron. Marx Brothers. By kids, you mean Wacko, Yakko, and Dot? Yeah. I'm going to say Marx Brothers. And the Creator's Three Sons. The Creator's Three Sons? Yep. But Dot's a girl. Well... (laughs) So you, was, are, are, you gonna put, are you going to put some... Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Creators, three sons. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, number eight. Yes. What is the name of Daffy Duck's girlfriend in the Looney Tunes show? A, Tina. B, Daphne. C, Jessica. Run. I told you I had some stumpers in here. Uh, Tina. Okay. Tina, Daphne, or Jessica, Dave? I'm going to go with Daphne because I love the... <laughs> just like like, like, just like Tina. You two got it. It was Tina. Uh, number nine. What did what n- a silly name for a duck? <laughs> I know. It's it's always alliterative. It's, I know. Donald, this is like, Daisy, Daffy, Lois Lane, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> number nine. What did Nimrod originally mean? What did Nimrod originally mean? A an idiot. B, a meat eater. C, a skilled hunter. We're going to start with Dave. A skilled hunter. 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 It's from, from the Greek. Yep. All right. Number 10. What is Granny's name? Is it A, Emma Webster? B, Dorothy Summers? C, Dorothy Sparnak? Let's start with Bob. Emma Webster, Dorothy Summers, or Dorothy Sparnak? Emma Emma, what do you say, Ron? Emma Webster. Emma. Yep. Have you been on your cell phone this entire time? (laughs) (laughs) It's open to Google. Wait. I haven't. I I swear. Sound like your grandpa. Have you been on that that dang blasted? That's why I don't talk. (laughs) And this is what. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I'm accusing Uh, you of anything. (laughs) 
But it's just when my eyes drifted over my... This is funny. Okay, number 11. Who inspired the Bugs Bunny line? Of course you realize this, this means, means war. war. Of course you realize this means war. Was it A... Where did, we, where did I leave off? I left off with you, so we're back to Ron. Okay. A, who inspired the Bugs Bunny line, of course you realize this means war. A, Jack Benny. B, Groucho Marx. C, Archduke Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because I was really proud of that one. <laughs> uh, Ron. I'm going to go Jack Benny. Okay. It sounds like something Jack Benny would say to me, too. Okay. Jack Benny. And Groucho. No, it's Archduke Franz. I mean, do we not know our history? No, it is. It is uh, uh, Groucho Marx. Groucho. Yeah. And for some reason, I'm just saying, you know, this means war. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why I, well, I don't do it. I don't do a good Roger. Jack Benny. <laughs> Roger. Well, uh, Rochester. Now cut that out. Rochester. Uh, number twelve. Good. Thank you. Uh, which of these is not an alias for Yosemite Sam? <laughs> a. Oh dear God. Riff Raff Sam. B. Sensitive Sam, <laughs> C, Sam Schultz. Start with Dave. Sensitive Sam. Sensitive Sam. Yeah, I'm going to go Sensitive Sam. Yep. All right, three more gentlemen. My biscuits are burning. <laughs> My biscuits! <laughs> the creators of Pinky and the Brain described Brain's voice as 65% Orson Welles, and 35% who? We're going to start with Bob on this one. Here's your choices. A, Christopher Lee. P, B, Peter Cushing. C, Vincent Price. Big Vince, three. Vincent Price. Yeah, I'm going to go Vincent Price. Price. Yep. What younger rooster, number 14, what younger rooster does Foghorn Leghorn often try to mentor? A, Egbert, B, Beaky, C, drumstri- Drumstick. Ron. Listen to me when I'm talking to you, boy. It's Egbert. 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 Yep. And finally, last but not least, what is the Tasmanian Devil's only true weakness? A, music. B, food. C, flowers. Start with Dave. Flowers. Music. Yeah, music teams, the Savage Beast. So I'm going to go music. Eh. Food. Hmm. It was food. Yep. Well, he's always looking for food, so yeah. I'm not sure I'd call it a weakness. I, I, I call <laughs> well, that a survival instinct. I don't a... think any of us in this room would call food weakness. Well, <laughs> actually... Um, probably, yeah. Uh, anyway, gentlemen, um, so with that said, we've wrapped up Looney Tunes. Uh, we wrapped up Saturday morning. Um, before we, uh, well, actually, let's do this first because we have got a list, folks. If, if you oh, if you yeah. listened before uh, to any of our past podcasts, I always like to do a bit of a rest in peace for all these uh, pop culture uh, icons that have left us. And since we haven't been um, recording since July, we have had several um and i'm going to pass it on uh first to uh ron um to give us some uh sports uh legends that may have passed well i don't know if i'd call them legends but um the two prominent names that died uh both uh hail from the world of professional wrestling uh the first is terry funk who 
depending on who you talk to, could be considered the rock before the rock was the rock. Um, he was also known to star in two films. One was Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze, mm. and he was also in Over the Top with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Okay. Uh, he became rose to fame. He was the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion in the 1970s. Uh, his claim to fame also was that he was one of the few that was able to adapt his styles to continue to be, be, be stay relevant throughout his years. He actually wrestled into his 60s. Wow. So he passed away. And then the second person uh, who was 36 uh, was uh, Wyndham Rotunda, also known as Bray Wyatt. Um, he died from a heart condition, which was um, exacerbated by his uh, bout with COVID mm-hmm. earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was considered one of the greatest young minds in the business. I was not a fan, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, but his character work was outstanding, um, and the fans absolutely loved him. So uh, both men will be greatly missed. Who was the first one you said again? Terry Funk. Okay, then uh, I have one written down that I thought you were going to talk about. Adrian Street. Oh, Adrian Street. Because we haven't seen each other since July. Exactly. So Adrian Street was also um, hugely over in in Europe. Um, his character was the a flamboyant. Um, one would almost say that he was a gay character, but he never actually came out and said that he was. But he, in real life, he was, he was straight. Make sure I get that that out there. Um, <laughs> we don't but, want to be sued. Well, he was uh, just a flamboyant um, individual who came to the ring with uh, feather boas and makeup and perfume. And his uh, valet, Miss Linda, was actually his real-life wife. Oh. And they were also, um, you know, like I said, in Europe, they were much over more in Europe than in the United States, but he was also a trailblazer because he did bring a lot more of the flamboyancy into professional wrestling, which you still see today. Hmm. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. That was very interesting. Uh, some of the others that we have lost, uh, Gail Honeycutt, we just lost uh, yesterday. Um, actress, mostly known, um, her most popular role was uh, as Vanessa Beaumont on the last three seasons of Dallas. Um, she brought with her the character of uh, JR's oldest son that no one knew about. Uh, one of the great, great legends we lost, uh, Tony Bennett. Um, that man, that man performed almost all the way up to the very end um, and got a huge resurgence with uh, when he performed with Lady Gaga and uh, did an album with her. Um, Sinead O'Connor. We lost. That was another uh, huge one, uh, definitely from my era, from the '80s. You know, in that. Um, oh, Paul Rubin. Mm. That one sucks. Um, loved Paul Rubin. Loved him, of course, obviously Pee Wee. But um, you know, I always think of him as the Penguins, the Penguins' father, which he not only did in the second movie. Uh, a Keaton movie, but he also revisited in one of the TV shows as well. I don't Gotham, Gotham, yeah. So there is no basement in the Alamo. There is no basement in the Alamo. Oh, Pee Wee, adventure. <laughs> Sorry, but he's riding it right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know he's the up. Basement there. Is, or the Alamo has no basement. He's he's up there. Um, uh, you know, just making everyone laugh up there, or or maybe he's at a movie theater. I don't know. Heard the any next... good jokes lately? <laughs> any what? Heard any good jokes lately? No. Nobody. Nobody gets that reference. That was when they brought him out on the MTV Music Awards right after. He oh, got after arrested. he got arrested. That's right. And he, yes, that was funny Again, too. This is why I that... don't talk. <laughs> 
No, no. I know now I know what you're saying. And that was funny because you we didn't everybody sat there waiting for that. It's like, okay, what's he gonna say? It's like and heard any good jokes. Yeah, that's good. Ronald Meisner, um, one of the co founders of the Eagles passed away as well. Um again, another legend. Uh and speaking of music, music got hit hard in the last uh two months. Um Robbie Robertson um was the lead singer for the band uh the original guitarist for bob dylan which which group was he the lead singer for the band which band the band i think that's my bit oh i'm sorry okay <sighs> wait I'm wait sorry. don't tell me wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, what's sorry. the name of the show <laughs> yeah this is um, not, we're being solemn yeah, well we don't do that solemn they you don't can, care you can cut that out uh, <laughs> Sure, they do a lot of that, and uh, he also did scores for a lot of movies, including a lot of Scorsese mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. as well, which I didn't know. Um, William Friedkin, 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 uh, the director of both The French Connection and The Exorcist, and several others, but those were two really truly legendary movies. Um, and The Exorcist is still one of my all-time all-time favorite movies. Uh, it's being horror re-released. Movies. Yeah. Well, and Ron I thought said, they're redoing it again. They're redoing it as well. They're re-releasing it, but they are redoing it. And Ron said to it me... amazing. Yeah. He saw a preview for it and said Continue. it looked looked awesome. Um, Arlene... No, no doubt at the Barbie movie, you saw the preview for The Exorcist. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. That'd be cool. Can you see all those kids? Uh, Arlene Sorkin, uh, who was the voice of uh, Harley Quinn in the um, Batman animated, kind of made her, made Harley Quinn kind of brought her in a whole different dimension. She she created the role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Harley did not exist until the animated show. Oh, that's right. She wasn't in the the comics yet, was she? She started that. You're right. Now, here's an interesting thing about her as well. In the 80s, she starred for about 10 years on Days of Our Lives as Calliope Jones. And what I find even more interesting, because I remember, I was watching on and off then, but her partner who, you know, they were in love and then they broke up and then they were in love. And and she was a very hysterically flamboyant character. The person that she fell in love with, the actor, the, I can't remember the character's name, was played by John Delancey, or John... Delancey. John Delancey, who plays Q. Um, so, and those two were hysterical together. I mean, and we all know Delancey has a knack for, uh, you know, that kind of, for humor. So uh, they were hysterical. I loved her. Steve Harwell... We just lost lead singer for Smash Mouth. Um, I did not realize he was that sick, actually. But um, he was only fifty six, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He had liver failure, I believe. Boy, it all started when his infant son died of cancer. Oh, and that's what kind of sent him on a downward spiral. And then so, he never you know, came back. Which actually, the same thing uh, happened with Dean Martin too. When his son was killed in the plane crash, he never recovered from that either. Uh, um, Jimmy, I always wait to. I always try to figure out who I want to say to the end of this. Uh, Jimmy Buffett just passed away um, not too long ago. Of course, you know that man had a following that. And I liked his music, but I was never one to run out and listen to his never music. Never a parrot head. I was not a parrot head, but I did enjoy it. And I know he's up there enjoying his cheeseburger in paradise. So, And then, <coughs> were you going to say something? Well, I was hmm. going to try to, if was Jimmy Buffett last one? Because I was no. going to try to, oh, okay. Go ahead. Maybe you could get into the one I was thinking of. I don't know if we mentioned Tom Jones. No, <clears throat> go ahead. Not, Wait, not, Tom, not Tom Jones, not, the singer. Oh. Jones. Oh. Not that but Tom Jones. But Tom Jones, the Broadway 
um, writer. I forgot the, to write writer it down. of the Fantastics. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, so he passed away. Yeah, yeah. So, he was so uh, the theater world owes quite a debt to him. Oh, one yeah. of the longest shows on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, yep. Real quick, Jimmy Buffett story. Yeah. I worked one of his concerts at Comerica Park. The man stopped the show because somebody had a camera and was taking pictures of the of the of the show. Really? Oh, he stopped. They stopped middle of the song. That was his big thing. He couldn't bring iPads in. Anything that were recording devices, he was dead set against. Really? Yes. And, I mean, it was just, that was his thing. Well, and he has every right. 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 Good. But it was, yeah, it was, exactly. you know, we're sitting there. I was in the crowd, and all of a sudden, I just, just hear everybody just stop. And he's, like, talking to one of the security guards. Next thing you know, somebody's phone goes away, and then, hey, and the party started right back up. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. That's interesting. Uh, anyway, and uh, so finally, the last one that um, I'm going to say here is Bob Barker. Yeah, yes. 99. 99. Patron saint of the sick day. Because yes. there was nothing more than, you know, I think we all had probably pretty much the same experience. You were sick, you stayed home, you laid on the couch, mom gave you Campbell's chicken noodle soup, and you watched Price is Right. And you just sit there going, oh my God, that car's all of $3,000? <laughs> yeah. Who can afford anything like that? Yep. yep. Well, I didn't do it. <laughs> it sounded like a tuba. Oh, that was well, a motorcycle just drove by outside. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, because I remember as a kid watching him on Truth or Consequences. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. Me too. And I, I never accepted him on Price is Right. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because it was like, no, he's the Truth or Consequences guy. Well, he was funnier. And, and he did Price, and Price is Right. Oh, longer, much way longer. longer. And yeah. But today, it's like I see Drew Carey, and it's like, well, Drew, you're trying. <laughs> yeah, I do. I yeah, I agree. It's like, uh, you're nice. Yeah, you're the spot. You're no longer um, funny. And I have to say, with Bob Barker, I do like. And I uh, sometimes people put memes out when people pass away that I think are insulting. But there's a meme that has been going what? around. I know. But there is a meme going around about Bob Barker saying he got as close to a hundred without going over, and I thought it was sweet. That I don't cute. think it's funny. Well, that is was, cute. Yeah, I thought that's a that's a cute one. So, to all of you uh, that we lost. Um, we thank you for your uh, time and your talent, and uh, we'll miss you. All right. So that's it, gentlemen. Uh, we are done with Saturday Morning Cartoons. We are going to move on. We are going to move not far, but we're going to move on. Um, starting next month, I announced it in the last episode, we will be doing two, two, count them, two episodes a month. And since uh, next uh, month will be October the haunting month of October. We are going to do two episodes that will um, definitely focus on Halloween. So the first episode uh, you folks will hear will be, I want to talk about um, uh, horror movies and scary movies of, uh, you know, of the past and, and present and uh, that sort of thing. And then uh, we will follow up in two weeks with just a wonderful reminiscing of uh, favorite candy, favorite costumes and our traditions. Favorite cereal. And favorite cereal day. Favorite Count cereal. Count Chocula, blueberry. Love it. Whatever. Whatever. Fruit Brute. I really thought we had killed this with the last episode, but it's, it's, it's not it's going away. It's not going away, Ryan. I know. I can see that. It's going away. <laughs> so, 
We'll be back uh, for two episodes next month, uh, haunting Halloween episodes. Until then, we thank uh, we thank you for listening. I thank the three of these guys for coming back for some odd reason, and um, we thank MPEC Studios here high uh, atop the um, historic Benish building in downtown Monroe. So until next time, folks, stay off our lawn. Yeah, that's all, folks.